1: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin. Now over the past decade, Voice of the Cape has been following the restitution story of the Solomon family of Cape Town as they battled to reclaim their prime property in the leafy suburb of Constantia. The land, which was once a farm on Ladies Mile Road, had been forcibly taken from them under the Group Areas Act during the apartheid era. The farm had been their home until 1960 when 30 houses Households were given five years to sell their homes and move out. It's of course a familiar story to many people of color in South Africa, as during that time, especially, you know, it harks back to the memories of people from District 6 as well. So this family ended up scattered across the Cape Flats, Crossy Park and retreat, as happened to thousands of families, of course. But the challenges didn't stop there. It took two decades for restitution to be completed, and in a classic David vs. Goliath story, the Solomon Family Trust faced numerous objections in the establishment of its first, first commercial venture on the land, the Constantia Emporium. The shopping center finally opened its doors last Tuesday, marking the end of a very long journey and the start of a new one for the Solomon Family Trust. Now this evening on Burning Issue, we are going to be talking to this family to understand what the updates are and also of course we can learn from this because land restitution and the question of land in South Africa keeps coming up. We know that many people are still waiting to return to District 6. We know that across the country there have been efforts for land restitution as well. Some with success and some without, but this sounds like a sweet successful story. Let's welcome our guests to the show. We have in studio from the Haji Abdullah Solomon Trust. We have the founder of the Trust, Rashad Solomon. Salaamu Alaikum. alaikum salam. And we have the chairperson of the Trust, Sayed Baker. As-salamu alaykum. And we have Aisha Khlan, the Secretary of the trust. So, As-salamu alaykum. so look, it's not the first time <coughs> that I'm that I'm doing a show about this and the last time we spoke, um, there were a number of things still underway, you know things were still being finalized. So um, let's go first to the founder of the trust Rashad Solomon. So what what are the updates last Tuesday there's big news that was that was that that happened?
2: Well, last Tuesday, the 22nd of uh, November, we uh, actually, the Constantia Podium, Emporium opened. Uh, that's, it, in fact, the style and the concept, the international concept, has been launched first in South Africa, which makes uh, shopping a different experience. From our side, we've been told, then, and in fact, it was uh, 25 years of struggle. Throughout, I mean, the, the in throughout this uh, the land restitution process, which mm-hmm. is a very, which is a very thorough and tedious process, for twenty-five years. But what is important, it is you focus on what you want to achieve at the end of the day, and you do not give up okay. until the deed is done. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twenty-five years is a long time. Oh yes, yeah. Um, and I mean, it started because you you knew that was your. You, I mean, you grew up there, right? Did you live That's there? That's right. Yeah? But what is important? Twenty five
2: years, yes, it is a long time, but patience is yeah. a virtue,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the fruit of patience is golden. Okay, so I mean, take us because some people might be hearing the story for the first time, right? So just take us to the um, personal aspect of it. So the Solomon family and yourself, of course. You guys lived there, and then during apartheid, you were forcibly removed, right? Correct. Yeah, and then, of course, we have democracy in 1994. We have a new dispensation, and then the government says, you know, we want to bring back the dig- we want to restore the dignity of people. We want to give back what is rightfully theirs, what was taken from them, by the apartheid government. And then you made an application.
2: Yeah, when when we realised when the new constitution of South Africa was formed, and formulated, accepted as the supreme law in the country. And one of the, of the laws within the Constitution allowed us to then reclaim our land and reclaim your, that we've lost, which then brought a, a very pleasant issue. And from that time, from 1994, we concentrated on that for the purpose of re, reclaiming our land. Yes, it was a difficult, uh, it was a difficult process, but it was a very thorough process that we had to go through. And what was very, very satisfying is that each and every family member cooperated to the fullest, and therefore that is our success because the entire family supported one another within the entire process throughout those 25 years, Mm -hmm. which then led to our success, alhamdulillah
1: we often hear stories about people for example in district 6 who have some of them who have of course returned thousands are still waiting to return we hear stories about like it felt so good to go home how does it feel <laughs> now that you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah look uh, let me put it this way it's, it's, it's a feeling that is uh, it's a, you feel real good put it this way you see when, when the, 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 what is important we cannot think about the past that is done we need to think ahead therefore that leads to our success and the other issue is that to return to your roots which is it's a real wonderful feeling I cannot explain to people what it is but it's a very wonderful feeling
1: Mm -hmm. so I mean The last question that I also want to ask you around the more personal stuff is, what was the motivation for the family? Because the government, of course, tells us, you know, this is about restoring dignity of people. This is about giving back what was stolen from people. What kept you motivated as a family?
2: As I said again, that the cooperation from each and every family member, we we were brought up with uh, good character. Hmm. Was in, was really installed into us, from our grandfather. Hmm. I mean, he was a man that that really kept discipline among the family, and he, it was important that that we all stay together on that particular farm. And it was made very clear to us that argument won't bring you anywhere. Hmm. There's lots to gain by cooperating with one another, hmm. and That is the success that we see there today. So that that is very important for us as a family to work together and understand one another and support one another.
1: Mm -hmm. That is what is Mm -hmm. of paramount importance. I mean, you know, if you drive, I mean, Constantia was, of course, declared a whites only area, right? I mean, it was for white people during the apartheid mm-hmm. time and if you go there, it's very kind of like you can f- you, you, you see most, I mean, you still see sort of like the legacy of the, the mm. you know. Mm. Um, but back then, what was it like living there?
2: Hmm. Constantia was, in fact, the Constantia Valley. Is a very fertile and green valley, which is very tranquil. We had a very peaceful life. In fact, it was an open area. That was not sort of, uh, the, the dwellings in the houses were not barred by electric fences and all these issues. It was an open anywhere you can, you can walk any time of the day, any time of the night. It was very, very peaceful. And that is also, that uh, what led to our success. That is our, our family, are peaceful, we are peaceful people. And that's what actually brought success to us in this particular, because we could understand one another.
1: And what was the presence of the Muslim community?
2: Constantia, if I mean if we go back in history, I'm going to make a statement which I will probably be questioned, that the first Adhan in South Africa was called in Constantia. According to Dr. De Costa and Dr. Ahmed Davids, when they did research on this, I mean, this is, uh, in fact, they say it is, it is, maybe, maybe there's Islam Hill, and then you also have another Karamat right at the back in Clean Constantia. Now, they were banished to the Cape. And at that time, this is in the early 1600s, and I think at the 1667, when, when the Muslims were already in Constantia, mm-hmm. since 1667. Okay Well, it's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they can correct me on this old issue, but I would love to sort of interact whoever is listening to this particular program, who has this books of and maybe some documentation right that was prepared by Dr. Ahmad Davids, and which will be Dr. La Costa. Because they've done the research on this.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Karamats are evidence that there, were, there was a Muslim presence there. When we go correct. there, usually traditionally people go on Hajj and then they to go to the, to the, as you say, the Kramats first. Yeah, correct. And I mean, that's, of course, evidence that there was a Muslim population. Welcome back to the burning issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are looking at a success story of a land claim, and of course it's something that we have been following on Voice of the Cape for a number of years now, at least for a decade. Um, but it's been a 25-year journey for the Solomon family, and last week, of course, they um, officially opened the Constantia Emporium. Now um, this story is something I guess that would um, that a lot of people could relate to. You know, people who are going through similar processes who have uh, approached uh, the government you know whether the, whether it's in district 6 or whether it's elsewhere people who have gone back and said you know what I'm doing a, a, I want to submit a claim for land restitution we have seen some homes being built and some people getting their land back but the cool thing about this tonight is that this is A case study, a success story of a family that endured, and now they have gotten their land back. And we are going to find out more about the um, the emporium that they've put up, and also perhaps unpack why a trust you know, was formed and so on. Um, you are more than welcome to participate in the show. We have a WhatsApp line. The number is 72 2380712 thats 72 And of course, the live on air number is 21 thats is 021-442-3530 Now, um, Zaid and Aisha, you're more than welcome to participate in the show as well. We of <laughs> course wanted to make sure that we got the background right from um, Rashad Solomon and he's the founder of the trust Mm. so um, the family puts forward the claim you spent essentially 25 years waiting for justice Alhamdulillah it happens and you decide to build the Constantia Emporium so why, why, why was a trust Formed. I mean, just so that we can understand, is it because you wanted to make sure that, you know, there was a legacy, something more than just, here's your land, go build your little house, you know?
2: Now, n- n- let me put it this way. The, the land restitution process is a process whereby uh, the land belonged to an owner. The owner was my grandfather. That was since 1900. And what was his name? It's Haji Abdullah. Okay. His name was Haji the Abdullah The trust mm-hmm. is Solomon yeah. mm-hmm. And the trust is named after him Yes Now The land restitution is a process that requires a lot of research before you even attempt to challenge the process Now that that is very was, was really important Your research in the deeds office your research in the archives your research at the master of the, of the high court You've got to do all that uh, that stuff, because you've got to absolutely make sure that you have the proper details of the original owner. Mm. Now we're speaking here about hundred and twenty years ago. I mean, with even
1: <laughs> things like title deeds back then. I mean, how but, did it even work? No, I'm
2: getting there. That, now the deeds, the deeds office, right? Is, is that is the office or that is the place where all these documents are kept? Now you need to research. Because the, the, the issue is, I mean, we're dealing with, with things, I mean, the, the apartheid uh, legislation came, was introduced in the 60s. We have all these documents and all that titled these, pertaining to those properties that was taken away, was filed somewhere else. Some of them is destroyed. So, okay. therefore, that was a very tedious process. Uh, task in order to get all these and it's, it's very important that you got your details now coming back to the issue where you asked why a trust was formed a trust was formed just because we don't have now one owner, mm. you have you have beneficiaries which are all owners of that particular piece of land they are all the ancestors of the original owner so they the original owner's children essentially their children and their children's children and so it goes on yeah. in this particular case that like I am the, the, the son of Ajabd Rahman which was the son of Ajabdallah hmm. which was the son of Tahir hmm. now you know you've got to know all this history if you don't have this history and you don't have all your documentation in place
1: then it becomes a very difficult process So I- even if you have the memory, like obviously you need, the, I mean, you know the place, you know that you lived, you, you were there physically on that land. It's like you need the documents. You need to go find the documents.
2: All right. The, I lived there for 21 years. But all right, we are fortunate. That was my field of study. I'm a professional building surveyor. I've got a diploma in that particular field of study. So therefore I understand the process. Mm. And the reason why, you did ask me why we formed a trust. That is the legal entity to represent all the children of Haji Abdullah. And then you had to prove the relationship. You had to prove everything. We had to, to also get hold of the Department of Home Affairs and apply for unbridged birth certificates. All those things had to be, and then it had to be verified at the police station. All these things had to be done. Now, those things is very, very important. Otherwise, they can, you, this process can then go on and on and on and never come to an end. Mm-hmm. And that is the, the biggest problem that we are sitting with today. But be as it may if the person can verify that he is the son of that owner i don't see why all these other uh, rigmarole because then it just sort of muddies the waters and it makes things more complicated Mm
1: -hmm. I mean the reason I'm asking that is because we also our our goal is also to empower our community so that they can understand the processes and understand how it works because on this Mm -hmm. show I've definitely had people phoning in when we spoke about other land restitution issues particularly in District 6 where there were families and there was confusion on who can actually go forward with a land restitution claim whether you're someone's child etc so the essentially the grandchildren put forward the claim of the original owner.
2: Yeah, Yes, the, 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 the big problem is today, in, I mean previously these, all these old people they did not really document all these issues. Mm-hmm. That was so, so easy for people to just take their stuff because it was not documented. They just sort of passed issues by word of mouth. For example, if the if the original owner he, he had a house or where he got his house from so his parents just said what well, I'm giving it over to my eldest child and he will be responsible to then see to the other siblings. Hmm. And that was taken in and he was taken into real in trust and they trusted it to carry out the, the, the issue. But as it may the, the the entire process was then jeopardized by the apartheid system. Hmm. whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I just want to thank our listeners for sending through WhatsApp messages. We have just received a message from listener 9634 who says, Shukran for the show. I would just like to thank Baja Rashad for, for his insight. Hmm. And also um, the listener commends you on the sacrifice to have persevered and the patience or sabr of your family for 25 years. Shukran to Allah and thumbs up to him. That's from one of our listeners listening mm. to the show, yeah. So let's get into the mechanics of it. We've got the secretary <laughs> yeah. and we also have the uh, the chairperson, right, mm. of the trust. Mm. So, okay, so then a trust is formed, right? Mm. Family members come together, they say, you know, this is the way forward for us, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that mm. surely comes mm. with its own, I guess... Um, Issue. dynamics mm-hmm. and mm. all those kind of things you you can mm. reflect on that as well mm. for us you know mm. About because mm. remember our aim is to make sure that people learn from this experience yeah. as there well we you mm. know mm. so yeah I mean what's mm. it like what's it been like chairperson or secretary mm. anyone can can go
3: okay uh, Alhamdulillah shukran for the opportunity to, uh, to speak about our experience uh, and uh, we also say shukran to Allah um, for where the family currently finds itself. I also want to acknowledge that uh, um, the entire Emporium uh, is a joint venture uh, involving the Haji Ishmael Solomon Family Trust and the Haji Abdullah Solomon Family Trust and amazingly um, the two trusts um, we've been working together and uh, we say shukr to Allah for that um, <coughs> that our founder member uh, Uncle Rashad Solomon uh, as well as the um, Haji Ishmael Solomon Family Trust uh, led ably by um, Uncle Sharif Solomon and that they've been able to work together and that is filtered down to uh, the operations of the two trusts mm. and so alhamdulillah um, we needed to establish the trust in order for us to uh, kickstart the the venture um, in Constantia um, I must say I have to pinch myself when I look at that building um, you know The stories that were relayed to us by my grandmother. Um, Unfortunately, I was very young. Uh, I was only two years old when I experienced a little bit uh, of the farm. Um, So I don't remember much. But uh, the stories that were relayed by our parents um, and by my aunts and my uncles Mm. and the extended family about the experience on the farm, uh, it's it's just amazing And, and the type of uh, uh, ibadah, the type of uh, you know just the way in which our grandparents, our our our, our late uh, grand great grandfather, the, the, how they lived uh, so it's just wonderful to see this come to fruition but coming to the I, I must say that uh, it's a family trust and so alhamdulillah uh, it's the aunts and, and the uncles and then the next generation, we are the next generation mm. um, so it's the cousins and are you cousins? We, we so are related, yes, yes. I think, yes. you know, I'm
0: sitting in, I'm just thinking that... All of us sitting around the table are from different generations.
3: Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Uncle yeah. Rashad and my grandfather um, um, are first cousins. Okay. And okay. Zaid mm. and my father mm. are cousins. Okay. And okay. I am from the new generation. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you know, we are yeah. hoping to take things to the future. Yeah. From so, from Alhamdulillah,
3: Yasser. you know, uh, so it's that that next generation. We're looking at the future. We're looking at succession mm. in terms of uh, taking the trust uh, forward, uh, and this same happens on the Haja Ishmael Solomon side we uh, we have Zaid Bully who is the incoming chairperson there uh, we're more or less the same age and and so you find that uh, uh, you know alhamdulillah uh, when I look at my cousins uh, we have we have accountants we have mm. uh, lawyers we have doctors we have H people in HR mm. and so uh, Alhamdulillah, they come with the expertise and uh, I must say that, um, importantly, because that is what the land affairs, um, um, you know, the land claims uh, department, they, they want to see structures. Hmm. And so, um, you know, my background in education, um, I could also uh, uh, um, bring to the party a little bit about meeting procedures, etc. because I think that was important. Hmm. And so you had uh, our... A, a, a Trust being established uh, At a formal beneficiary Meeting And uh, um, you know We, have, we haven't we looked back since then mm. um, You know having regular meetings uh, Having meetings minuted And so you find uh, Aisha And Rahma uh, mm. Who uh, um, serve as secretaries Of the trust playing an important role As far as the communication Is concerned um, Making sure that uh, um, Trustees are informed regularly about meetings, and I think as we uh, grew as a trust, um, we also then began to realize uh, how important it was for the administration um, of the trust uh, how that needed to operate, because obviously uh, we were dealing we we are dealing with uh, some of the biggest uh, um, um, you know business. Um, you know, in South Africa, uh, ShopRite, Checkers, uh, the negotiations, which started a very long time ago, uh, and, you know, we were we were confronted with, mm-hmm. there were periods where things seemed to be going fine, you know, families were very excited, and then there were also periods where, especially, I would say, over the past uh, three or four years, where, you know, we then you know, found ourselves, we came full circle and we now found ourselves having to confront the Constantia mm. uh, Residence Association. I um, remember this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as we all know, it's probably one of the most powerful residence associations mm. in the country. Uh, and I mean, they, with all due respects, um, they have the legal power, uh, they have a lot of uh, uh, experience. Mm. And here you have a family trust um there is absolutely no experience. There was basically
1: opposition, right? Yeah. There was opposition there was against opposition, the building of the yes, of, of the
0: centre itself, and not just yes. the you know the the, the the power in terms of the legal. They also had the financial backing. Mm. I mean, um, we know that Constantia is quite a privileged community, yeah. um, and it's a, it's a first grade um, area. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: imagine someone so taking to the to court. You and have yes, to respond. Yes, a, a, a family it costs a family money. that
0: comes from humble beginnings. <laughs> um, you know, at the time of apartheid. When when my forefathers was was evicted from the land, yeah. then and some of the history that Uncle Rashad gave yeah. now was um, I remember yeah. my dad he, he was Ankarashad um, was was on the land for 21 years and my dad was for about 18 years he lived there yeah. and there's many many stories. So they relate
1: this the to d- you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they relate. You, you were I, not there, but I you
0: know, wasn't there, and I, yeah. and I'll never forget. My my father has been in Johannesburg for many years, and the day I phoned him and I said to him, "Daddy." We have our title deeds, we have, and, and he, he cried profusely and he said, mm. you have no idea the emotion that I am feeling right now.
1: You know, I just want to tell you that we've received a WhatsApp from Goa Solomon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, so proud of my family, alhamdulillah, um, this achievement. I'm listening all the way from Johannesburg. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out to Goa Solomon. <laughs> Hello, sister. Missing you in Cape Town. <laughs> Welcome back to Burning. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Aziz Kamaldin. Shukran, of course, to our listeners for contributing so fervently to the show. I'm just going to acknowledge more messages. Um, listener 6957 also sh- also shares a success story of their land restitution. The listener says, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah, after 25 years, we got our land back in the center of Paul between two masjids, brada Street Masjid and Vatakant mm. Street Masjid, called the Otain Developments. will start soon, inshallah. From Marwan Murat, so that's a very wow, similar story to you guys, right? Yes yeah. yes, yeah.
0: And the amazing thing about um, Uncle Marwan is actually family of of, of my mom as well. So, mm. so you're familiar with the story. So as I'm well. familiar with the Murat family from mm. Paul, and my cousins are from Paul. So I think it's it's so nice for us to see there's another success story. Mm. Um, mm. And through this, we're actually inspiring other families.
1: Mm. And I mm. guess also giving people a bit of hope because a lot of people First, feel so mm. much despair about the slow Hmm. movement of this process Hmm. i mean 25 years is a long Hmm. time Hmm. and of course Hmm. we have stories of people saying my Hmm. my grandmother already passed away and Hmm. we're still waiting you know those kind of things but just quickly look at some of the other stories um other messages before we have to go for the mahrib break um we have also a message from um listener 3366 says um to the success of achieving your gold um, kindly record your processes that you are shaping with the listeners, so that others can use make use of your experience. Keep the focus. So that is the goal. Our aim at Voice of the Cape is always to ensure that our community is empowered, and that is why we have invited the Solomon Trust on mm-hmm. the show this evening, because we know that there are other people who are also maybe sitting with a very similar to a very similar story. Um, do we? I think it's almost time for us to break for Maghrib. We have about three minutes to go. So um, in three minutes, I think we can wrap up the part about the complexities of starting mm-hmm. a trust, you know, mm-hmm. so that people can understand mm-hmm. that this is mm-hmm. a journey and it's a mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. and there are systems that must be mm-hmm. place. It's not just like, mm-hmm. you know, one day you decide you're mm-hmm. going to do this, you mm-hmm. need structure. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. no, I think importantly yeah, is that, uh, um, you know, as a trustee, you need to understand that you represent a group of people, and they are your beneficiaries in the situation. And so, whatever decisions are made must at all times be in the interest. Of those beneficiaries, and again, alhamdulillah, uh, through our feedback meetings, uh, we'd uh, go back to the beneficiaries, we'd keep them posted, and and you need to understand that this was a 25-year journey, uh, and so yes, you, there are periods where you find that beneficiaries also become despondent, uh, you know, pie in the sky, this is this is not going to happen, and but you needed to also keep them. Informed as to what was happening. Mm-hmm. And Alhamdulillah, you know, through the efforts of Ankur Shah, uh, who is, you know, he is the heart of uh, the Haji Abdullah Solomon Family Trust, uh, you know, and that heart is beating all the time. Mm. And so, Alhamdulillah, through that, we could also keep the family uh, interested all the time. And you know, the wonderful sight was seeing them coming on a Sunday morning to a meeting. And uh, and it became a family gathering because you know people bring their sisters mm. uh, and their coffee, and so uh, I must say that uh, uh, as the trust we try to keep the beneficiaries interested, but at the same time also, you know, as far as governance is concerned, mm. as far as processes are concerned, uh, yes, there were times where our meetings also became heated, but alhamdulillah, again, there, uh individuals would would be able to see reason. And realize why it is that certain decisions were made and uh, and and that is how we were able to progress and i think the same happened on the uh, as far as the ishmael solomon family trust is concerned Uh, and and that is the reason that synergy that existed between the two trusts uh, is the main reason Hmm. why we got to this particular point
1: Mm -hmm. you know i mean in my capacity as a journalist, I've come across other stories where people, for example, I mean, I know one story a bit further afield where, where people wanted to start a farming project and mm. it fell apart. It fell apart because I think maybe they just weren't that organized, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Last th- comment th- before mahripia that,
0: that, That's very important. And, and I think the, the trust was established, right? And from there, we needed certain role players in to form trustees and actually being working trustees. So we needed people that has an administrative background. We needed an organizational change. Um, We needed... um, Project managers We yeah. needed designers All of those mm-hmm. And you know We alhamdulillah We have those sort of skills um, And the trustees Has been nominated By the beneficiaries itself mm-hmm. So you know Right now As you know We've we've partnered With um, a, a company Admin professional And fortunately enough For us um, It happens to be Ankarashat's daughter. daughter um, You know So it's also In the family So these are the sort of Skills that, that we need To put those structures In, in, in yeah. place.
1: Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to The Burning <laughs> Issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin. Now before the Maghrib break of course we've been hearing from the Solomon family about their success story. Uh, they have successfully been able to uh, get back land you know, as part of a land restitution case and they've also been able to develop something called the Constantia Emporium and we've been talking to representatives of the Haji Abdullah Solomon Trust and we also heard from the representatives of this trust that there was another trust involved and that was the Haji Ismail Solomon Trust. We now have a representative from that trust joining us on the show as well. assalamu Alaikum, can you just introduce yourself? Wa Alaikum assalam I'm Ibrahim Solomon. Okay. Okay, fantastic. So let's continue with the conversation. And Ibrahim, you can, of course, contribute at any point that you feel <laughs> necessary as well. Listeners, I want to sh- say um, shukran for the WhatsApp messages that, that have been coming through. This is a case study that many people are clearly interested in because they're writing to us about it and they want to know more about it. There's also, um, just to remind you, you're, you're welcome to participate in the show by giving us a call live on air. The number is 021-442-3530. That is 021-442. You can also send us a WhatsApp to the number 0722380712. That is 0722380712. Let's go to some of those WhatsApp messages, yeah? So, listener 2617, and this might be a bit of a contentious issue, but I need to put it forward because the, the community and the public is part of our show. So, um, the listener says, Can I rectify with Rashad? Abdullah Solomon had 15 children. But the daughters of Abdullah are not being acknowledged, their families are not included in any way. So as chairperson of the Hajj Abdullah Solomon Trust, um let's put that question to Rashad Solomon. Yeah,
2: you know, as a founder of the of the trust, before this whole process started I had to do a very thorough investigation, as mentioned before. Via the deeds office, the archives, the master of the the master of the high court and also the state's office, which is uh, controlled by the master of the high court. I want to also rectify that the Iwaya sent in this uh, WhatsApp message, Haji Abdullah had 16 children. And one of the sons that passed on at a very young age was, his name was Abdullah. Mm -hmm. Which then six sons remained. Hajj Abdullah passed away In February 1939 My grandfather Was a very particular person Meticulous in all respects He has a will Which is in the master's office In the estate And the best thing is For clarity That the last title deed, the six sons with their mother, is mentioned in that title deed. The one before that was only Hajj Abdullah. And after he passed on, he made absolutely sure that everything was addressed in terms of the inheritance that, he, that is pertaining to a Muslim testament and will. He was a person that has followed each and every principle in terms of our aqidah, in terms of our deen. Therefore, I would like to inform those that send that message they are more than welcome either to come to a trust meeting or to contact me personally, And I will explain to them I will show them some of the documentation And also what they need to do It is they can go to the master's office And then view the file Then they will see exactly To get an understanding To get an understanding And to speak And to make comment Without the correct understanding It's a very dangerous issue Hmm. May Allah grant us understanding and may Allah forgive those people that would like to give the wrong information to the general public out there. And may Allah grant my grandfather and all his sons, including well, which is we included my father, a high place in the Jannah, because he was a person that has upheld the principles of Islam in terms of it. Shukran But may Allah grant you Or whoever it is Understanding
1: Can I just ask you to address The the second part of this question A bit more directly It says But the daughters of Abdullah Are not being acknowledged Is that correct or not?
2: I, I will not say that They were not acknowledged Therefore I say I'm not going to go into detail They are more than welcome And this was discussed This matter was taken up at the 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 land claims court, the land claims department, I've given them documentation to read out, which which is concerning all the daughters, and I gave it to this particular people to read out. Even the the even the 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 daughters that has passed on, may Allah grant them the Jannah. Amen. And my grandfather has seen to it that, the, that their portion was paid into the guardian fund. That was cousins on my level. I'm not going to mention any names for the simple reason is, but those people that are concerned can come forward to the trust. Alternately, hmm. they don't want to come to the trust, they can go to the master's office and then research. The, the estate of Haji Abdullah, mm. and then they will get a clear understanding of what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it was also discussed in our meetings, and those, and, and I'll mention this name of the person, of the persons who has actually brought this and this on the agenda, that the, the, the cousins of the daughters, we will reward them with a gift. From the Hajj Abdullah, Solomon family trust. As time goes on, we will we will inform them. We have not, not we to say that we have not acknowledged the daughters. It's mm. incorrect. May Allah grant them understanding Amen. and let them re- do the research, proper research, and they will get an understanding.
1: Shukran. Okay, shukran for the clarity on that. It was just important for us to address you know one of the listeners' questions. Of course, um, like I said. If a listener asks a question on this platform, it's probably being asked somewhere else mm. as well. Yeah. So it's good Agreed. to be able to share the, the, the information. So um, I think, um, let me just quickly acknowledge another message, a listener, it says from listener 0937, the listener says, I had the privilege of hearing many stories from Boyer Solomon. He lived until his late 80s or early 90s, it says in the message, you can correct us, and he used to tell us what it was. L- what it he used to tell us about the fresh vegetables of the farm that kept him so healthy. What what age was he again when he passed away? Was it my my grandfather? Yeah, yeah, he was in his uh, early eighties. Early eighties, okay. So okay, so that's out the way. Um, let's move forward. Um, we're looking now at the Constantia Emporium, right? So the family built them all. That's fascinating. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: As I, as I was explained before, is that uh, there is 40 beneficiaries and they keep on sort of uh, adding, adding, adding mm-hmm. on. So in order to sort of address each and every issue, so we had to derive an income from some way, a benefit from some way. But be as it may, the mall did not just uh, disappear. It appeared at at a particular cost. Mm. And that's what the family is also still facing. Okay. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape.
1: So, welcome to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are looking at a, F- a Cape Town family that have um, successfully gone through a land claim and they have subsequently built the Constantia Emporium. Was, was it, it's a mall, it's a shopping complex. Right? What, ex- explain it, I haven't been there. Mm. What does it look like? What is it?
4: Yes, it is a, a shopping complex. It's a, a mini-mall mini type of uh, uh, mall. Um, and I think it is uh, top-class. Uh, it fits well into, the, 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 um, uh, into, Con- into Constantia.
1: Okay, and so is it big? How many shops are there? Like, give us an idea, a visual, because yeah. not everybody's been there, obviously.
2: I just want to answer that previous previous can said the, uh, the previous question about the,
1: the, the disadvantage. Well, I haven't even asked that question. Oh, oh I see. Okay, we, we spoke yeah. about that in the break, but I can ask that question. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I, I first wanted to just give a visual right. idea of of what it is. Mm. So it's basically a shopping complex. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's is a, it? a shopping complex. a double story. Yeah, it's
2: a shopping complex. It's a double story mm. consisting of twenty six shops. Yes. And uh, the main, uh, there were three anchors, which is uh, ShopRite, uh, sorry, which is the Checkers, Mm. Woolwards, and Clicks. And therefore, and uh, we also have made provision for a disadvantaged person that was part of uh, the. Okay, so this
1: is coming to a question that a listener has put forward and the listener 2702 wanted to know, please tell me how many of the tenants in the Constantia Emporium are from previously disadvantaged communities? That was a question that somebody wanted. uh, Maybe they're curious, I don't know.
2: Yes, well, everybody was free to sort of apply for a shop. Mm. Mm. Nobody should have been turned down, but whether the question is whether they have applied. But uh, now there was another lady that was a, that also applied. To, they contacted us to for contacted the shoprite, and she is displaying her flowers and she's selling her flowers.
1: So okay. provision it was made for them. It's, okay, but it was an up, open call, right? Yes, so anybody could apply. It's yeah. up
2: to them to make an uh, application, and if they don't make an effort, then they will lose out.
1: Okay, unfortunately. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Okay, so, so so essentially this, th- wh- what I like about your idea is that you're thinking long-term. Mm. But it's not just about here's your land, mm. each one gets a piece of the land. I, is the mall on the whole piece of land? Because the farm sounds like it will be big, right? No. Yeah. Oh, it's okay.
3: So so basically, as far as the two trusts are concerned, uh, there are, there are, b- there are two projects here. There are two developments. There's a commercial development and there's a residential development. Unfortunately, what happened was that when the land was taken away from the family, uh, a motorway, a freeway was built through the land, which is the Fundestal Freeway. It's the M3. And so there's also a restitution process that the two trusts, the Haji Ishmael Solomon and Haji Abdullah Solomon family trusts, that they are still contesting Mm. uh, so that there is uh, uh, um, some benefit for uh, both families as far as um, that uh, piece of land that makes up the freeway is concerned. So there's also a residential development which both trusts uh, currently are working on um, so that uh, um, you know, we can have some some uh, some homes, a uh, housing development, on that mm-hmm. side there. So the Emporium, the
1: mall, makes up part of uh, the, the the actual land. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So there's going to be a residential development in the, it's in the pipeline, and something you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when we come to <coughs> our, um, let me just see what's happening on the WhatsApp line. Um, Okay, yeah. I mean, if there's something relevant, I definitely will ask the mm-hmm. question. In terms of um, doing something like this, sounds like a big undertaking, you know. This is this takes a lot of work, mm. I guess.
0: I think I just want to add on to to what Zaid actually says, and also in terms of your your question initially around, you know, when the idea of a shopping mall came c- came came to play, it was really not thinking about the now. Right, it was thinking about who is actually still to come. So, in terms of Aji Abdullah Solomon, we have forty. For initially, there was forty beneficiaries, and um, to date, you know, some of the beneficiaries, as passed on, and Allah grant them the highest place in Jannah, and they actually never got to see this. And it's from them that grew up on the land that their the children are benefiting now, and their children's children will still benefit um, in the future. And we're close to on the Haji Abdullah. Solomon side is close to nearly 150 beneficiaries and the family will will continue growing so it's 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 definitely was thinking around an investment an investment in the family around establishing various um, initiatives in the future we've we've started off in actual fact from the administrative side in terms of looking at um, various governance structures and putting those sort of things in place looking at terms of references for the trust and what are the sort of initiatives that we will actually um, go into that can plow back into the community but also plow back into the family so we've we've initially and i mean it's quite on a quite it 's not completely structured yet, but we 're looking at an educational trust where some of the family members have already benefited from it. Um, there are some students that has benefited from it as well, and as the trust goes we 're hoping to just give more back in that way we've also established a a feeding scheme Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the schools that is quite close to the heart of many of the beneficiaries and it also attended school in is Constantia Primary Mm -hmm. which is directly opposite the shopping centre and today it's a school that still houses the 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 community of Constantia but in terms of the farm workers children, um, you know, the underprivileged communities that are actually works in Constantia. And um we, we, we created a feeding scheme around that school in particular. There are other future initiatives that we're also looking at um, in terms of opening a computer lab. The school doesn't have those sort of facilities that actually accommodate. So in the year 2019, and here's a school that's on the doorstep of Constantia Emporium, and how do we actually give back to that sort of community? So those are the sort of things that we've, we're looking at and we're working in and we've started now in 2019 with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is a, a, a trust is not a business, I but you're running a business. Yeah.
2: I just want to add on yeah. to what, what uh, Aisha just, just uh, s- uh, said, that at the time when my uh, grandfather, when he was still alive, they, they, what was important to them is they have established a legacy of supporting a community in Constantia. Mm-hmm. By supporting communities and building up communities, you're building up strong communities, you, you are. I mean, it's very really sudden that you'll land up with gangsterism. You'll land mm. up with all these unruly elements, mm. and so forth and so forth. Because you're actually trying to inculcate different qualities into that community, etc. The other issues, b- c- coming to this mall issue and coming to the shopping centre. That w- when we do the land restitution process, it's a thorough process, and the the, the actual Department of Land Affairs. With sort of, you must tell them what you are going to do with the land, and this this was discussed and was thoroughly discussed in Parliament. And then, like for instance, they in in that particular development proposal was that we then partner with a sort of uh, can go into a business with a financial uh, structure that's a proper like for instance, uh, what can I sort of say now? Uh, Instead of going to the banks, Mm. you will probably land up paying interest and you'll probably lose your property at the end of the day. But the business partner that you choose must be a financially stable Mm. organization that can support such an issue. And and we found it was the best, that was the best option that we had, Mm. and then to return to farming. Because then, then who was going to benefit and who was going n- not going to benefit? That mm-hmm. was the whole issue. But I want to also say again, it is a thorough, thorough process yeah. that had to be ratified by and that had to be supported by documentation from each and every beneficiary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to come back to the story or the question about becoming a tenant because somebody actually says that. Um, They want to just understand what it's like becoming a tenant because they're actually saying that they had a challenge when they wanted to become a tenant. So can you just, is it, is it, do you just go into a website? How does it work?
0: So, so the so shop so so the the, the center is is run by a, a a particular entity. Okay. And this entity had a process, mm. and they leasing the land from um, the, the the trust itself. They had a process that. So they it's had not the
1: family fund. itself that's saying you can be a tenant. There's actually there's another a, there's company. Another that's company. Okay, that's so, good so to understand. I think, yeah. You
0: know, for 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 people to also understand that. In order to run a shopping center, but not only run it, but in order to build a shopping center, there need to be established... um Processes They need to be yeah. established structures. And the entity that is entered into this with the trust itself, they've got that. They, like Ankarasha just mentioned, they had the financial capacity in terms of the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, they've invested quite largely in the family itself. And at the same time, they had the structures around that would influence having to lease a shop and go through a tenant, application, yeah. yes, a tenant mm-hmm. application process. And they had that entire process. That, that needed to be followed. And, and they dealt with that completely.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then the questioner, I just want to acknowledge this message as well. This is now a family that actually was also unfortunately um, uh, evicted from Constantia, but they didn't have much success. It says... Um, we are the Sardine family. We were allocated land in Bromis, Flay Road, Constantia in 2013. It's occupied by a riding school for the disabled. And, of course, after years of being there, it refuses to vacate the land without compensation. The, land, the riding school is right. So this is just another family that also have um, sort of like have been part of a land restitution claim I mm. guess um, but you mentioned earlier that there was some opposition to the small mm. I mean what, what was that like what what happened
3: yes um, I think that uh, we all understand um, the history of Constantia uh, and the fact that um Uh, in 1967 when our families were uprooted uh, we all know who moved in and uh, you know for us that is in the past um, but uh, one has a good sense also that um, uh, what what the residents of Constantia have done is that they've established an extremely powerful residents association And uh, without going into the political side of things, um, uh, I I think that they have the clout, they have uh, the uh, finances, um, which will ensure that whatever they want, whatever they feel should be in the area, that is what will happen. Um, But fortunately, and I think very importantly, um, the listeners need to understand is that we have a constitution. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And that constitution protects the rights of every South African yeah and uh, uh, and that is the thrust of um, both trusts, the Ishmael Solomon as well as the Aji Abdullah Solomon trust uh, family trust mm-hmm. is that we base our argument on what the Constitution uh, allowed us to do um, and uh, unfortunately I think for the residents association they realized that um, that there was no way that they were going to uh, win that battle. I mean, it went to a tribunal uh, two years ago. It went to the High Court and it was thrown out. And there was a, uh, an out-of-court settlement um, which went in favor of the Ajay Ismail Solomon and Ajay Abdullah Solomon Family Trust. Mm-hmm. And that is why we find ourselves here. But I think importantly, and this is what Ankara Shad referred to earlier, is the fact that we didn't give up. Uh, there was its perseverance on both both sides, uh, both family trusts. Uh, we weren't going to give in because we believed that justice needed to be served, uh, and that I think. Uh, was the strength uh, that got us through and we say shukr to Allah uh, for providing us with the necessary hidayah, with providing us with that necessary strength that we were able to get through this process over the
1: 25 year period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean I think it would be good to also hear from the Haji Ishmael Solomon Trust um, What has your experience been like on this on 25 this, um, year journey? Well, um, firstly, uh, what what I what
4: I need to mention is um, with everybody's hype and, 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 and uh, um, joyous uh, joys that they've shown. Um, <coughs> I had a a, a a brother of late that mm. started with Ankaraşat uh, in um, to, uh, in uh, nineteen ninety six with with a, with a uh, restitution and uh, he passed away in 2008 uh, w- walking the walk with Ankarashat, and my late father um also walking the walk and he passed away and yeah um when um when we received the title deeds to the land in 2013 uh um in 2014 Twelve. Uh, 2012 and my 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 my, my late father passed away in 2013, uh, and uh, that that to us was a, was a very sad because, li- like I said, they they've walked the walk all, all those years, and unfortunately they didn't see um, what we what we are seeing today. Um, the, the 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 journey was long, and like uh, Zaid has uh, um, said, the whole thing uh, with, was the perseverance
1: that we endured throughout the 25 years, alhamdulillah. Okay. And in terms of your, um, your, the Emporium in sound, what are your thoughts on that? Now it's opened. you know, I mean, going forward? Well, like like Ankarashat like
4: and uh, um, or, uh, everybody here on the panel has, has said, that it is something that will take um, us and our children uh, uh, um, further and it, it's a benefit for all of us. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of um, the motivation for you, what kept you motivated?
4: Well, uh, you, you know, um, again, I'm going to I'm going to echo that, that that the whole thing of my my late brother and my late father. As far as the Ajit Solomon Trust was, when um, initially when when they started uh, walking this walk, uh, I wasn't much. Uh, um, Interested in the whole thing, but when when they passed away, I then jumped aboard and I I then started uh, um, walking with uh, with the trust. I, I joined up with the Steacom. I um I also joined up with with whatever I could do to assist as far as uh, um, the development
1: was concerned. Yeah. I mean, did you not, were you not really interested because did you just think, ah, this won't happen? I mean, were you so... Well, uh, number one, yes, we, I, I didn't ever
4: think that it would happen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, uh, the, 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 the whole thing was that, that we, 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 just, we just thought, okay, but that perseverance was there. Mm-hmm. It was there.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, one uh, one of our listeners also wants to know. For example, um, what's the listener five one eight two? Firstly, says. May the benefit from the center be for many years, inshallah. And then the question is, what's the one thing that led to your success through this entire process? Anybody can answer that? Our perseverance. Yeah. That's sabr that we're mm. uh-huh.
0: I in. I,
1: I think
3: also, sorry Aisha, no I think also unity.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: you know, like-minded uh, way of thinking and, the, and, and, and working towards the end goal. Mm. But importantly also, you know, having the necessary faith in the Almighty. Uh, in assisting and guiding us through this particular process Mm. yeah
0: and I think I just what I just wanted to say is just to add on this definitely trust in Allah but for for us and I'm speaking from one of the younger generation is trust in our elders and the wisdom that they actually came with Mm -hmm. you know and and sometimes the younger generation we have a different view a different mindset but but knowing that, you know, the, the trust in our elders and the wisdom, and, yeah. you know, Ankarashat and, and Ibrahim's father and his brother, like they've just mentioned, and so many other role players, mm. you know, that's my, my grandfather and my granduncle that's no longer with us. So just trusting in them and, and their wisdom and how to go about it. And that's and really I what think kept us I together. And
3: importantly, I want to acknowledge the role played by. The eldest in the family, mm. and, and, and you know, I mean, I look at my own uncle. Uh, we call him Putachi. Mm. Uh, the role that, that 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 he played in keeping us keeping that flame burning, uh, mm. and that is how we, the younger m- members of the family, that is how we uh, honestly believe that we will get to 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 this particular yeah. point. Mm.
1: We just need to go for a quick ad break. Huh. Um, I know Buter- Buter Rashad is dying to also <laughs> reply. <laughs> no, no, um, no, but we want. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. So we are about to wrap up Burning Issue and of course if you've been listening into the show we have been having in studio the Solomon family and also um, well we've had representatives of two trusts, the Haji Abdullah Solomon Trust and the Haji Ishmael Solomon Trust. And um, these are families who have successfully um, gone through a land claims process. They have managed to get their land from the government, of course land that was forcibly taken from them during apartheid, and they formed a trust and built something called the Constantia Emporium on the land. Now this Emporium is a mini mall and it has various tenants in there and one of our listeners, listener 1172, has raised a difficult question saying, the mall was a huge disappointment for me i live in the retreat and i went to do my shopping at checkers that's the store and was utterly disappointed to see alcohol and pork sold at the supermarket and this was and this trust is owned by muslims so surely they could have made the mall strictly halal so what is your response to that um rashad solomon the chairman of yes. the the Haji Sal- abdullah Solomon trust i
2: just want to make one thing very clear that uh, there's checkers all over, there's checkers in Constantia now, that is the first checkers in Constantia, there's one in Kenilworth, there's one in Cape Town, there's one all over the show. They all sell pork and alcohol. Now, the checkers does not belong to the Aji Abdullah Solomon family trust. They are a tenant. They have leased the land, they've developed the, the land. That is our agreement so. That is clear. There's various other shops and we cannot dictate to a tenant what he needs to sell in the shop. Okay. And you w- would th- yeah. Be as it may, yes, mm-hmm. so I am sensitive to the uh, old issue, and we are I have discussed it with him to do it in a in a very uh, Hmm. manner where there is some sort of respect for the Muslim community it is a pity that I did not I did not bring a letter that was sent by the Rabbi of Constantia the Rabbi of Constantia he replied because I invited him to this opening on the Saturday and because it is, it is Sabbath he said to me that the Sabbath is a, a holiday for them and I respect that Now what he did say that He hopes that the merchants That is occupying The premises as tenants Will be Sensitive to the Requirements of the different communities And Mm. the different faiths Mm. Mm -hmm. That is a sensible answer
4: Mm.
2: Now I think What we need to do as Muslims We need to go In our history If we then read the, The history and what happened at the Treaty of Hudavia? then we'll probably get a better understanding how to be tolerant to different faiths and different communities Mm. so that respect and character can be brought to us so that we can create a better community.
1: Mm. I want to just simplify this. Essentially you're saying that you are renting a property to someone, you are not selling the alcohol. No. Mm. That's essentially what you're saying, right? So we right? are
0: the landlords. Yeah. It would be a case if you are a property owner, and the land is currently vacant, somebody comes to you, you are leasing the land to them, they're developing a property, and they're obviously
1: doing what they
0: need to do. On or the if you have
1: your house, oh. let's say you're renting an, apartment, renting an um, apartment.
0: If I have a separate entrance on my home, and I'm renting it to someone that is not possibly of the Muslim faith, or that doesn't halal, they
1: they're not going to eat halal food. That's yeah, they're not I mean going to eat halal food. So yeah, essentially yeah. it
0: would be the same thing. And and I think it's the case also we stay in a, in a, in a Western country, there's a constitution um, that we take into consideration and we live in a diverse country it's not a Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. adding on to what
1: I think but I think what is very clear is that you are saying that you are the land lord you are renting, uh, someone is renting the property from you. From yes. the, exactly you are not selling
0: Essentially, You are not
1: selling the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, let's go for closing remarks. Uh, firstly, I want to thank all of you, Shukran, of course, for coming in this evening. And congratulations again on the opening of the Emporium she on your, of your mall. You know, it sounds like it's been a long journey. Um, any closing remarks? Anything that you've had some tough questions tonight as oh. well? Wow. You can start on the right, yeah. I think from the G. Ishmael Solomon family
4: trust, I would just like to um, thank our, our chairperson uh, and our honorary chairperson. Uh, um, she was supposed to be here this evening. I don't know what happened to her. Uh, that is Khalima uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Solomon Ali, and our chairperson Sh- Sharif uh, Solly uh, Solomon. Uh, f- and, and our incoming chairperson, who is uh, Zaid Buli, for 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 um, driving us uh, through this journey. Uh, alhamdulillah. Shukran. Okay. Yeah.
3: From my side, all that I want to uh, say is that uh, first I say shukran to the Aj Ishmael Solomon Family Trust for the wonderful. synergy that existed between the two trusts in order for us to get to this particular point and uh, we make to our that uh, this journey together that may continue for many years and for many generations uh, and it's ultimately for the benefit of our families. Mm
2: -hmm. First of all I want to say Alhamdulillah and thanks for Allah for this blessing that he has granted us and I hope that the families will appreciate that and that Allah will bless us. Allah, and then we, and also I want to sort of also that we acknowledge the truth, and Allah will bless us with it, and we also acknowledge the injustice and the untruth, and Allah bless us to avoid it. And I want to thank the voice of the Cape mm-hmm. for hosting this particular program, and giving clarity to misunderstandings. And may Allah grant them understanding yeah. but they are more than welcome to come to the trust if they have any question that is unanswered. Mm-hmm. Shukran.
1: Mm. Any closing? Yeah,
0: yeah so, I mean, so just for me it's just you know I'm, I'm one of the younger members of the family and the trust that's been involved but shukran to Ankur Rashad and shukran to the elders and for and everyone else for their guidance in taking this forward and um, to all the listeners and to all the families Constantia Emporium is best testament to, to, to what a family can do what unity can do what trust can do and just you know dealing with things in a beautiful way and a beautiful manner and beautiful character and 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 that that facility bears testament to that you know so if you want to achieve anything do it beautifully and you'll actually see the outcome is beautiful and constantia important is a beautiful shopping center okay i yeah. think yeah. i'm gonna take a drive there
1: <laughs> <laughs> so listeners from myself as Kamaldin, enjoy the rest of your evening with voice of the cape i'll be back next week inshallah with burning issue As-salamu alaykum.
0: my radio station your radio station Our radio station, the voice of the Cape.